Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast, where we talk to industry leaders about the human side of sales. Today, I've got the privilege of having a friend and uh, consummate professional, Ali Devar. He is a group leader at Casa Group. Ali, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. So, Ali, how long have you been in real estate? I've been in real estate since 2014. So, that's a good long, like eight years. Absolutely. So, tell me about the early years. Uh, did you ever second guess yourself when you first came into the industry? All the time. I started part-time in the beginning and um, going through the, the, the learning curve and not knowing actually the productive activity that, that produce income and create predictability in the beginning was a challenge. I spent a lot of times doing what I call feel-good marketing. We can certainly talk about that. And I had to learn actually what are the most effective things that are going to generate income. Absolutely, because when you're new, you just latch onto anything, and I suspect that you latch onto things that feel comfortable and shy away from things that feel uncomfortable. And unfortunately, in this world, it's the uncomfortable things that make you money, and the comfortable things just make you feel, oh, I can give myself a hug, but sends you to the poorhouse. Absolutely, absolutely. I had to learn what are the what are the rocks that I have to move forward that actually produce income. I had to learn um, how to actually attract business over time. And in the beginning, you're chasing business. Um, so you're attracting business over time. You're cognizant of being able to build a business that's attracting clients. And um, if I was to do this all over again, I would have saved a lot of time. Being next to somebody, being next to a mentor is really important. In the beginning, I had mentors and they were awesome. And at the same time, we were kind of learning together, right? So right. Um, yeah, you learned that. I came across this guy, his name's Kyle, and he's uh, does something crazy like 500 transactions himself. Wow. And he was working part-time real estate, and so it forced him to hire admin staff right at the beginning because he couldn't do it without it. And mm -hmm. that became his saving grace in terms of, all right, I'm going to let the other people do the stuff that's non-income generating. I'm just going to focus on what generates income. So he forced himself to go down that path out of necessity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You're forced to, I think pain is a good motivator sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, I, um, I had the fortune to actually, in 2017, a lot of the efforts that I had done were, were coming together. So that was a good year. Um, and 2018 wasn't. And all of a sudden, I'm like, this roller coaster of sales is real. And what activities are going to generate income or generate um, real results matter? Um, so I had to get serious about, hey, uh, change of habits, change of schedule, being very intentional about what I do and how I control the day to actually build a business, have a schedule rather than being entrepreneurial about the whole journey. I had to become yep. very purposeful, as we say. Yeah, it's uh, 
Everything that generates success is process-driven. And a lot of entrepreneurs are like, no, not process. You know, I'm a free spirit. I'm at my best when I'm doing this. And the reality is people that are great at, whether it's track and field or it's real estate or it's being a CEO, it's the processes they develop that keep them on track and guarantee success. Because if you don't have a process, you don't know what mm-hmm. the problem is. So you're trying to fix things or try new things. It just doesn't work. So tell me about a time, Ali, where you went from non-process and you found a process that worked and how that changed your career and your mindset. Absolutely. So um, I think having a schedule is very important, right? Uh, first of all, understanding what your business plan is, what are the most, and I mean a very simple business plan, what are the most effective thing that I need to do to generate leads and follow up with those leads to move them forward, forward and generate income, then creating a schedule around that. I had to hold myself accountable to that. So that's a system. I realized, I think, um, in real estate, a lot of um, agents in the beginning, they work harder. They used to work harder for, for the person they used to work for than, rather than themselves. They get into yep. real estate and it's like, hey, like, you know, I don't have a schedule. I'll just do what it, what it seems good. Um, and if we feel busy, we're making flyers, we're putting out signs, we're working um, on a contract way too long rather than actually going and after, after the things that matter. So I had to get good with the process of this is my schedule. I'm going to protect my time. I'm going to go after new business in the mornings. I'm going to do the difficult things in the morning. Um, I had to get very systematic about my follow-up, um, being able to be very fast with the follow-up. And, and at the same time, I had to become valuable in the marketplace. So I had to actually sit down and learn the business really well. Um, I always divided into three things, the process, the market, and also the product. Now, as an agent, sometimes you don't have a product. You don't have a house you're selling. Um, or as a buyer's agent, if you're out there helping buyers, there is no product yet. You might want to know the area a little bit. You might know a few neighborhoods, but you're most likely driving around. But it's very easy to very quickly become good at the process. And how do you net the seller the most amount of money or help the buyer save the most amount of money or win in this market? So that's the process. And you can get really good at the market by just studying that there's tools out there that teach you the market. Um, so I had to get serious. I had to practice. I had to become really valuable in the marketplace. Absolutely. Uh, I heard this thing. I'm not sure how true it is, but uh, I think the message is spot on. Someone was talking about Subway, uh, you know, the sandwich shop. There's like franchises all over the place. Mm-hmm. And the question was, who's more successful, farmers or MBAs? And the farmers mm-hmm. kicked the butts of the MBAs because the farmers are like, give me a process. I'm going to doggedly do it. And mm-hmm. the MBAs are like, now there's a better way. Let me show you. A, I know, and they don't know. And so I think, dear listeners, if you're in real estate, find a great mentor, steal their process. In fact, they want to give you their process. And it's a lot like Mr. Miyagi, wax on, wax off. Sometimes it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense why we're doing this. Don't worry about the sense. Just follow it, do it, get great at it. And if you do that, you'll be successful. If you try and reinvent the wheel, do that when you're a guru yourself, not before. Yeah, that's very valuable. Um, you have to believe in the process. Uh, so we, um, in our company, we take on some new, uh, a lot of new agents. And um, I always think at the six-month mark is when everybody thinks, is this really going to work out or not? Um, I've been lucky to, to have a lot of mentors online, virtually, in person. And, and when you see somebody that, that was able to do it, you can say, hey, if they did it, why not me? It's very important. You said it right. Until you do it better than them, just follow their process. There is a, there's a reason 
um, and a logic behind why everything is set up the way it is. And until you get there, you shouldn't try to reinvent the wheel. You should just try to actually get to that level first. So today I was on the squash court and uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, I got my ass kicked at three games to zip, but it was joyous. The guy I was playing with, we both know this one player who's uh, pretty senior and uh, they call him the coach because he wants to coach everybody. And the guy I was playing with, Colin today, said, you know, uh, he's got such great knowledge, but he's so bad at communicating it that mm-hmm. you know, three years ago, he was teaching me stuff that I just was not getting. And as I've progressed in my game, I started adopting what he was teaching and it works fantastic. And I just didn't realize what he was talking about till now. So I think mm-hmm. people in the industry have a lot of wisdom and sometimes we don't have the capacity to understand why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. And what you need to do is to really, you know, when there's a, a good fit with a person mm-hmm. that's leading you, cares about you, respects you, and hopefully they're hard on you too, because it's not like they're your babysitters because they got a business to run. But if you find that connection and you feel that trust, trust in the process, trust in them, and you will be successful. So Ali, tell me about, uh, don't name names, but tell me about somebody that came into, because you, uh, why, why don't you tell us what you do now that you coach mm-hmm. a lot of realtors, and then I'll ask the question. Mm-hmm. So give us a snapshot sure. of what's happening right now. So I'm the area director at Casa Group. Um, and what that means is I am I'm out there in production myself. I have my clients that I'm helping. My job is to win market share out there in the market. And at the same time, I have my agents that we hire. I mentor them. I coach them in the beginning. We have a process that we're teaching them, right? Everything that we do is put in a framework. So helping somebody understand the sequential steps to go from the very beginning, being able to build a database, really go from step one to step two, and then mentor and coach them throughout the way till they get to, let's say, 100,000 in production and 250 right. and from there up, right? Um, so my job is, is, is all of that. I'm helping my clients and my agents through that journey. Brilliant. So tell me about one of the agents that came into your, uh, into your team that you could tell, like, this person is going to be, like, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And... It never became reality. So don't mm-hmm. name names, but tell me that person, why you thought they'd be a rock star and what got in the way and what sabotaged their efforts to actually be successful. And then we'll talk mm-hmm. about the flip side of that. Somebody that came mm-hmm. in that you mentored and got them to just be rock stars. So let's take a look mm-hmm. at the negative case first. Sure. Talk to the specific person uh, and just give them a random name. Like Umar. Yeah, absolutely. Don't, don't call them Umar. Uh, yeah, the Umar that came into the group. <laughs> So we, we love people and, and especially as coaches, we believe in people and we want the best for people. So um, it's also it's also easy to, to talk about what you're going to do. Right. And when it comes down to doing it, there's a lot of times, you know, all these great ideas are worthless unless you can execute them. Mm-hmm. Um, executing 10 percent of, of, of something is better than dreaming a thousand percent of it. Um, there's been a lot of scenarios I had to learn that like. Um, it's not really about what the person says and it's not about how much energy I'm putting into them, but it's really about the results that we're able to achieve, the actions that we're able to take. So there's definitely people that have come in, they talk a big game, um, but when it comes to action, and I think a lot of times the cause is, is fear, right? Fear gets in the way of what yep. we really want to do. Um, and that fear sets in and we don't want to go outside of the comfort zone where we actually grow, where we that fear slowly becomes norm and that you can keep going outside of your comfort zone. Um, so there's been people that when for a long time, they're just constantly talking about it and not taking action. 
it becomes frustrating, especially as coaches. We want the best for people. Yes. You have to pull back and make sure you're putting your time and energy in the right place. And I think for that person is, is really going back and, and looking at what, what is one thing I can do today that's going to make a difference? What is one action that's a little bit outside of my comfort zone? Um, I heard it said best is, is what am I going to do that I'm actually going to do? What is that yes. one thing that I'm actually willing to do today? And go take that action. Because what's interesting is, you know, uh, I'm going to do this amazing thing after we finish this call. Mm-hmm. And there's something comforting about it. Like we can envision ourselves doing it and it kind of soothes us. And then when we get close to doing it, then fear comes up and then we don't uh, actually execute. But that half an hour, two hour feeling before the event, we felt good mm-hmm. about ourselves. And that's yeah. like a drug. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. what we need mm-hmm. is more wishful thinking to, to continue. Mm-hmm. And it's the coach's job to prepare people that this is a natural human instinct. Let's identify it. Let's fight it. Let's overcome it. Because on the other side of fear is something amazing. But mm-hmm. it's just getting through that little two steps, getting mm-hmm. through the fear. There's amazingness on the other side. So Ellie, tell me about uh, somebody that came into your team that you thought, eh, you know, they might do okay and that they surprised you or they took your, mm-hmm. your guidance and really took it to heart. So tell me about mm-hmm. one of those stories how you got somebody to basically go from average to being exceptional. Absolutely. Um, there, there's, there's a few examples of that I can think of. And um, every time it's about um, when somebody, when you, when you tell somebody go do one, two, three, and they come back and they've done four, five, six, um, everybody has that fear. Everybody has the fear of, am I good enough? Can I really do this? Is this really going to work? Um, and there are some you know individuals that they're able to just, get it done and they come back and they surprise you with what, with what they've done. Oh yeah. Um, so in the beginning, it's just about those sequential steps of like being able to do what matters today to lay down those bricks. Um, so there's been, there's been times where I'm like, I'm not sure if this person is really going to make it, but, but one quality they have in common is no matter what happens, no matter how they fail, they still show up. Right. And that quality of being willing to show up tomorrow, no matter what, for more is what what gets you there. Right. So I have agents that definitely um, have failed their way to success. And I think that's always the case. You have to fail in order to success because we learn from those and we improve from those. And I have agents that that really surprised me and I'm proud of them. Um, and, And it's it's been an amazing journey. Absolutely. And I think we are trained uh, from childhood that failure is bad. Mm-hmm. And even though uh, somebody might say, well, failure is feedback, but the reality is people look at you in a different way. And sometimes it's your mindset determines how you see people looking at you. Mm-hmm. And But if we can train people that no matter whether you succeed or you fail, the first thing you need to do is to analyze what happened and stuff that went well, you need to go, oh, this is what led to success. And mm-hmm. when it fails, this is what led to failure. And that's where your mentor comes in. That's where your coach comes mm-hmm. in is you can go back to the coach and say, I tried this thing, but this happened, not sure how to overcome it. And the coach is going to help you overcome that and give you some guidance. Then go out and try because it's showing up is the most important thing. Because if you don't show up, nothing changes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. No pressure, no diamond, right? Um you can look at it two ways that you failed or you learned something and this is actually a blessing that now I can use and, and use it to move forward. Um, Cause you know, we say, you know, failure is good, but as um, you know, as humans, we are biologically designed to care about what others think, right? We're oh, yeah. social 
We're social individuals, so we care about what the, what what people around us think. So it's a matter of rewiring that slowly, right? And and no matter what, you're still going to care what people think to a certain extent. But more and more, you're able to reframe that, and you tell yourself this failure is what I this is what I've learned from this failure. This is how I can use it. Literally, I failed my way to where I am today, right? Um, every every change in habit came from well, this is not working, and I want something different. And, and when you're going, you know, your goals are over here and your actions over here, you realize, hey, that they got to match, right? Um, so I'd say it's, it's just about being able to reframe that and remind yourself constantly and you get better at it. It's really a skill that you get better at. So tell me about a time where you were crappy at it in terms of uh, you were failing and then it's like, oh, it's not working. And then who was your mentor at that time and what advice did they give you that allowed you to kind of see things differently and all of a sudden overcome that? Yeah. I I, um, I fail at it all the time, right? I can think of a good example right now, but I'll tell you, I'm, I'm always learning and I'm always looking at what can I improve uh, in this process, whether it's as an agent, whether it's as a as a uh, coach or helping my agents. Um, but in 2017, right, when, um, when I went from like having a good year to all of a sudden not having a good year, I realized... This motion, when somebody did this for me, which was virtual, right? Today, nowadays, like you can find somebody you connect with, somebody that um, Omar, we connected online. I had met you actually through a through an event that you were teaching us online. Yep. Um, but I came across you later on social media, right? Um, and before that, I had a lot of mentors on that I would follow on YouTube, right? So. In 2017, I realized um, this is the direction I'm going is not what the, uh, my goals are over here. I really care about these big goals. And one night I'm sitting, I'm watching a Tom Ferry YouTube video. And right. he's talking about, you know, your goals are over here. Are your actions going to match them? And you care about which one is more important. Do I want this lifestyle or do I want these goals? That was a moment for me where I realized, okay, I really want this these things are important to me. I'm willing to sacrifice what I have right now. I started waking up super early. I started changing my schedule. That led into a lot more mentors that I went deep in their world online. And it got me into the world of learning and having a mindset around learning and being introduced to people just like you. Um, so habits in 2017 became super important. From the time I go to sleep to the time I wake up to... Um, your workout, because that energy translates into your work. If oh, you don't absolutely. have, um, I heard Tony Robbins says that if you have the biggest goals in the world, but you don't have the energy to do them, you're never going to accomplish them. So I think it's about actually, you know, your your daily habits that create the energy for you to carry on. Absolutely. And then also, I want to add, um, you know, I, I had the privilege to 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 kind of look further back and say, hey, where I want to go, I'm better off being next to somebody and and being an apprentice for a period of my life where I can grow at a faster rate, right? Um, so I was able to actually come to the company I'm at because surrounding myself with people that are ahead of me caused me to grow really fast and be, be where I am today. So those mentors around me today, like you and others at my company, make a huge difference. And um, I, I'm doing what I'm doing today way faster than somebody next to me did in 10 years. And I'm privileged for that. Brilliant. So, Ali, if there was a lesson you wanted to share with the viewers and the listeners, what's one lesson that you would teach people that would allow them to get better results like today? Yeah, I would say uh, anything, you're one Google search away from changing your life. 
anything that's a problem, you can find it out there. It's online, it's on YouTube, it's in a book. So be open-minded, read everything you can. And what, what you think you don't have the answer, but the answer is out there. Just, just be open to learning all the time. Brilliant. And is there one mind hack you could share with uh, the viewers and listeners that you use that uh, allows you to be happier or more productive or more successful? Yeah, I think physiology, right? Like being able to, to move your body when I'm in the mornings making calls, when I'm going to make a call, like every day we have this anxiety around, can I do this, right? You're never going to feel like doing something until you start doing it. In middle of it, whether like I, I run a lot, I never, I never feel like running. But when I go for a run and I finish, I never regret it. I never want to make my calls in the morning. But when I make them, I never regret it. And in the middle, I love it. I, I <laughs> love the energy. So moving your body, actually, like I have a trampoline, a little trampoline in my office. I jump up and down on it in between my calls. Moving your body will create confidence and it will cause you to take actions rather than sitting and um, thinking about it. So I would say instead of thinking about it, move your body and just take quick actions uh, throughout the day, not just work out once a day, but throughout the day, move your body. Right now we're talking, I'm standing up because I know I perform better standing up than sitting. Absolutely. And I think in my world, I call it uh, physiology, Trump psychology. Mm, like the fastest that. way to change how you're thinking is change your body posture. Mm. So brilliant. Ali, thank you so much for being on the program. This was super valuable. I took a bunch of notes and awesome. uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you, Omar. Appreciate you. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 